Welcome to No Bull Berean's, your weekly short Bible study that dives into the scriptures in a meaningful way in just a few minutes each week. I'm your host, Steve Sanders, and today we are finding out how Boaz handles the closer relative agreeing to take possession of Naomi's field, which frankly could have thwarted this whole story. If you are new to our podcast, or if you haven't heard the rest of this series, you might consider going back to the episode that aired on October the 3rd, 2019, where we began this study. Today, we are reading again from Ruth chapter 4. This time, we're going to begin in verse 5, and once again, we're reading from the net version. Then Boaz said, When you acquire the field from Naomi, you must also acquire Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of our deceased relative, in order to preserve his family name by raising up a descendant who will inherit his property. The guardian said, Then I am unable to redeem it, for I would ruin my own inheritance in that case. You may exercise my redemption option, for I am unable to redeem it. We spoke back in part 9 of this study on the 28th of November about how Boaz was labeled as a guardian, later to be called a kinsman, both times by Naomi, and her actions certainly imply that she sees him as a kinsman redeemer. But in the last two episodes, we've seen a challenge to that, as there was a closer relative. Furthermore, you could go back to part 2 on the 10th of October and see that neither Boaz nor this closer relative fit the requirement for a kinsman redeemer as part of the Leverite marriage that is described in Deuteronomy 25, where a deceased man's brother was to marry his brother's wife if she did not have a male child in order to preserve the family name and prevent it from being blotted out. It isn't really a stretch to understand this is also a way to ensure that the woman was provided for and there weren't really too many ways a woman could support herself in ancient Israel otherwise. So given this inconsistency, how is Boaz insisting that this other relative take on Ruth as a wife if he takes possession of Naomi's land? The text isn't really clear on this, but there are at least a few options, and one of those seems to make the most sense to me. First, it could be that there was a cultural expectation of this. Now, we don't have any sort of record supporting that, so it seems unlikely. Second, it could be that Naomi made this a condition of taking possession of the land. Now, there's no doubt that Naomi had concern for Ruth's future, and if she were permitted to put such a stipulation on taking possession of the land, it's possible that she would have done so. But I'm not so sure that this is the case either. Naomi's own words in the passage that we read from our study on November 26th indicates that she has confidence that Boaz won't rest until he has taken care of this, implying that Naomi trusts Boaz to do the right thing. This brings us to a third option, and this is the one that I think is the most likely. Boaz was not abiding by the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. Naomi was Elimelech's wife. And now she did not have a son to carry on Elimelech's name due to her son's deaths. But Naomi said back in Ruth 1 that she is unable to bear children. Ruth, however, can. And if a kinsman redeemer were to take Ruth as a wife and honor the spirit of the law, then the firstborn son would be the one to inherit the land that belonged to Elimelech and now to Naomi. And he would ensure Naomi and Ruth were provided for. This brings us back to Boaz, who seems to be a man of honor, and frankly, he's already been providing in some ways for Ruth and Naomi. Now, he also not only seems to be willing, but he seems to be seeking to take Ruth as wife. Boaz seems to be crafty in his response to this closer relative, especially given that neither of them were really obligated by the law to take on Ruth as wife. 
it seems that Boaz either caught him off guard or doesn't give him an honorable way to take the land without taking Ruth as a wife too. Either way, Boaz has introduced a dynamic to this conversation that the other man wasn't expecting. We can see in verse 6 that the other relative backs out of this deal now, stating that it will ruin his own inheritance. Now, this language is a bit confusing. How would it ruin his own inheritance? Now, we haven't referenced the Aramaic Targum of Ruth in some time, but it does give us one option. As a reminder, the Targum was an ancient Aramaic interpretation of Ruth with some additional thoughts given by the translators. As noted above, this isn't the same as biblical text, nor should it be given that same weight, but it may provide some insight to help us understand. The Aramaic Targum states that the man was already married, and by taking on Ruth, he was taking on additional responsibility that would cause dissension in his house. Now, before balking at this even being a possibility, recognize that the Leverite marriage would often have required that the widow become a wife in addition to the wife or wives the brother already had. But this man, according to the Targum, recognizes that his wife has no tolerance for this, and by taking on another wife, he would need to use more of his resources to support Ruth, which would reduce the inheritance of his own children. Now, again, this isn't biblical text, but it does seem probable. Even if this wasn't the exact circumstance, this man somehow feels that this is going to hurt his current situation, and given this, he promptly recalls his acceptance of the land, passing this opportunity on to Boaz. These two verses are complicated at best, but there's really a lot of insight into ancient Israel that can be gleaned from this passage, and it seems to show more about the character of Boaz, Ruth, and Naomi than we would have had otherwise. Next week, we're going to see Boaz's reaction to this and how he promptly seals the deal. Be sure you join us again next Thursday to hear more about that. Hello everyone, this is Easton, a member of the Noble Bereans team. The feedback we're getting on the podcast is great, but we need your help to get the word out to others. There are two things you could do to help. First, you can rate the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Or second, you can share the podcast with others. Many people still don't know how to listen to podcasts, and you can be the one that shows them how. The easiest way is to send them a link to podcast.noblebereans.com or you can show them how to use a podcast app on their mobile device. The show is on many platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We've also just started a Facebook group where some great interaction is happening. We'd love to have you join us there. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash noblebereans. This is Steve once again. Just a reminder, if you are liking this study on Ruth, I'll be publishing a study guide on Ruth when we're done with the series. Now, you can get a copy of this by subscribing on our site, which is noblebereans.com. That's N-O-B-L-E-B-E-R-E-A-N-S.com. Finally, join us again for our next episode. Until next time, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world. Thank you.